Hello and welcome to the Sons of Thunder podcast. Welcome back to another cast. We're happy you guys joined us today. We're doing something a little different. We're starting a new segment called Songs with the Sons, where we dissect songs and we play them for you. And we kind of go through the lyrics, go through kind of the artist's mentality behind it. So first we approach Stupid Deep by John Bellion, and then we kind of go to a throwback um, song by Hercules is kind of, and then we kind of lead into the the hero's journey, and that's where we end it off. So thank, thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. This is John. This Jake. is Sean. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, gosh, oh, dang it. Well, this is Sean. And that was Jacob before. Yeah, that was Jacob before. Gonna you stay quiet for the You're rest of the podcast. You're stealing the spotlight from Sean? Yeah, and you stole my water you? bottle. I'm meaning to ask you. What? Did I have what? it on Tuesday? No. Okay, well, I haven't found it ever since I like ran okay, into you. You just accused me of stealing your water bottle. You are guilty until proven innocent in this country, Ooh, right? That's were true. Over a hundred <laughs> people there on Tuesday. Who was the person I was? I was spending the most amount of time with, and who you kept I shifting am around. Sue you for defamation. You literally my said to me, "You're like, because this is going out over the whole." Audience, <laughs> yeah, I want them is, to know. I want everyone to know. Writing. I want everyone to know that also in writing, this is what he said. I'm going to move over here. It's just closer to most of your items. <laughs> also false. <laughs> well, uh, it was actually a lot of fun. On Tuesday, we were at this event called Tommy Catholic. It's at the University of St. Thomas. Basically, yeah. um, it's once a week. It's through three large groups, kind of SPO, Catholic Studies and Campus Ministry, come together and bring all the Catholics on campus. And once a month, we do an ecumenical service just to get people together, bring some Christian unity. I like that. But this one was on authentic love, and we, Jacob and I, were kind of the examples of brotherly love. So there was a, a dating couple, a um, couple who are siblings, and then us. Mm-hmm. The bromantics. bromantics. The bromance. I like that. It was cool. They asked us questions. It was based off like a Friends episode, and Mishkina had to guess, you know, it was kind of like the newlywed game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It was good. We, we did pretty well. We were like uh, four for five. Or we Four for six, I think. We started off real well. And then when it came to, I had to guess who your confirmation saint was. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's kind of hard. Yeah. And so I had St. Michael in my head. And John's confirmation saint is St. Michael. And I wanted to say it. But I was like, you know, John kind of likes nature. <laughs> kind of likes nature. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to guess St. Francis of Assisi. And I responded with oh. just anger. And <laughs> no. was, There were some good questions. One of them was, um, would your friend rather have, you know, like the love languages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would your friend rather have a gift or quality time? Time. And oh. John guessed correctly. Yeah, Jake That's likes nice. time. Preferred time, quality time. Those love languages are. We were. T- I remember Sean when you like blew my mind when you're like, yeah, most guys will say their physical touch, but that like necessitates quality time, and then so yeah, like interesting. No, that's time. like yeah, that's. I thought I was physical touch, until, like, I started with. I was with Alexi, and I was like, oh, why am I physical touch? Like to pull Alexi closer to me, you know, yeah. so I could like spend more time with her. <laughs> yeah, you know? just make, that's you like arms. swoop in, pick her up, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to hang with me. <laughs> you're going to have no time you're gonna now. You're going to spend time with me. 
No, I like that. That's yeah. been something. Yeah. And time also, or speech, and eh, not necessarily necessitates time, but like time is so important to human beings. Like that means you're together. It does. Like that's yeah. well, a key to intimacy. Because it means you're prioritizing them in your life too, yeah. right? We're all busy. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. the whole I don't have time, it more means I don't want to do this because I value yeah. something else higher. Yeah, no, it's something that we all have, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a sort of money you know, time. Mm, like, you know, like, oh, I'm spending my time. Time is with money. You. <laughs> it's so subconscious as like a, um, uh, it's valuable to the heart of a man to it know is. that he's valued in some ways by yeah. a woman. I mean, not necessarily it has to be a woman, but just like uh, even guy friends. Like, it, that, that's so key to a, a guy. Like, we're just hanging out. Yeah. Like, why? It's uh-huh. like, I value you. Just spending you. time together. I want to you get know? your guys' opinion on this, but I heard this a while ago and I kind of, I kind of think I believe it. Yeah. Where, Men cherish respect, and they value that over almost anything, and women cherish intimacy and value that over almost anything. Oh, I like don't know. I think it's hard to draw a distinction between genders yeah, like that. Just one thing yeah. defining the whole gender. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's You want to say like everyone. in general? Yeah, yeah, in general. I don't mean every single Was this woman. in marriage and family? No, but I th- was thinking about it after marriage and family and just based off like we were talking about dating and everything, and it just seemed like all the things a guy was searching for was, like, catered towards respect. I think... And then the women was always, like, in, or oftentimes catered towards intimacy. Yeah. No, I think with Delexian, I, I think that's totally true, you know? Yeah. I think I want more respect from her. You know, when I'm... What I'm most angry with her is when she doesn't, like, quote-unquote, respect me in a certain way, but mm-hmm. she pr- she does. It's just, like, a miscommunication, but... I think when when we have most of our fights it's because like a she doesn't respect me I don't I don't see her respecting me or she doesn't see me giving her enough time and intimacy yeah. I can totally well, see and that Dr. Burry echoed that yeah. oftentimes when the woman was mad at her husband it was because he wasn't giving her really time Quality, intimate or time, yeah. attention and then when the man was mad at the woman it was more because she didn't respect his work or what he was doing. Yeah, you it's, know, it's two sides. They are two sides of the same coin, right? So, the same coin being being known, and intimacy is like having that heart knowledge, which typically comes with like having more compassion. And you can say it can, it's more womanly now, but really, it's it's more of like a it's a trait. It's a human trait. It's not necessarily a woman, thing, but for recognition, that's being known for you. And so, it's the exact same yeah. thing, just two different representations, expressions yeah. of it. It's just being human. And I, yeah. I would agree, a lot of times guys want to be known mm-hmm. as a strong, independent, competent man. I mean, they're obviously that with women. But, I mean, I would rather prefer to be intimate with someone and, like, uh, you know, what is that phrase? It's, it's like, why would a man gain the whole world to lose his soul? Yeah. I'd much rather that. have my soul and, like, one yeah. person knowing it, God, I, mm. or my uh-huh. uh, future wife or something. Sure. Yeah, I think... I went on a men's retreat, and that's kind of what they said was the main struggle of men. Like, man's main battle, like men in general, is just incompetence. That's their biggest fear, mm. you know, not being good enough. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all, I, I, I'm like, I, I want to be good enough. I want to be good enough. I want to be competent. I want to oh, provide. I want to mm-hmm. be there for Delexia. You know, that's like kind of our biggest fear, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of pressures uh, for both men and women, you yeah. know? And no, they're all, and they're, yeah. you know, hyper 
out there with like the media now and like everyone's oh, seen yeah. everything. Saturation like, is just getting to yeah. different parts well, of the Well, people society. are like, oh, yeah. I haven't posted an Instagram photo in three weeks. People must think my life's really boring, you know? And there's just like this added pressure. And I don't play that game, baby. Oh, yeah. I, someone's I'm just off, asking baby. me. Yeah. Even Facebook? Uh, I have um, uh, 90 notifications on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Is that a lot? I don't know. Yeah, that's well, a lot. Facebook okay. like freaks out if you don't go on their app. For like a few days, and yeah. they just send you the randomest notifications. I just keep it for Sons of Thunder, and so when I go on, it's like mm-hmm. ninety notifications, and I swipe to the Sons I of feel Thunder. Like that'd be page. so overwhelming. I know. I'm just it's like, like I'm not. It's like gonna. the people who give up social media for Lent. Yeah, and it's like after I forty days, yeah. it's like oh my goodness. I think oh, no five thousand notifications. It's it's like yeah. anything. You just you deny yourself in a temperate form. Then once you like reach that kind of threshold and bubble. It's it's like physiological. You, uh-huh. you don't need it anymore. Whether it's moving diets, there's a two week restriction with diets. Like if you go, when I went paleo, it was two weeks of hell, and then it's like, dude, I don't want that cookie. Yeah, that would I don't want that. Um, and same thing with like uh, if you think in like sexually, like if you just really try to. And Sean, you can say more about this, with like abstinence and stuff like that. If you really strive for that, mm-hmm. um, once you reach your threshold, you're like, my body has adapted. Yeah. No. Um. I actually watched this talk. It was super funny. Um, he, it was a TED talk, and he, the, the title of the talk was, I don't have social media, and I'm still here, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he, so he's a computer scientist, and he created a platform similar to Facebook. And um, Facebook took off, and he didn't join Facebook out of spite because <laughs> he was so angry. <laughs> and, he, and so he's just this computer scientist, so you would think that he's really involved with uh, computers and stuff like that. But he, he just never started on social media, and he gave this huge talk of like all of the lies that people tell you, um, and it was very interesting. It made me really think about like my life, and he says, I live like a a seven, like a 1970s, yeah. like old man. I listen to the, I listen to baseball on the radio. Mm. I read books when my kids go to bed and I was like, I want that life. Yeah. You know, I just want a simple life. You Think know? how easy it would be to switch into like meditation yeah. if you didn't have all oh these things. He said, yeah, he said he's, he can, he can work. He works 40 hours a week and he, he feels like he, does like 60 hours worth of production wow. in mm-hmm. 40 hours. I would believe it. Imagine yeah. how lucid you are. Yeah. And I don't know, it, like it, it's almost, I would. I don't want to say impossible, it's definitely possible, but if we as like 21, 22-year-old guys were to give up our phones right now, Sean, you did this for Lent, right? Yeah, blocked everything. And oh, like, I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but then like you're, you're going to miss the email that, hey, this internship's up and like call us back within 48 hours kind of thing. I know because, it, yeah, it just conforms like But that. think of how much you're probably missing because you're always so tuned into your phone. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like there's that the, reverse yeah. side, yeah. One, it, of, oh. one of the my favorite quotes of all time is from The Tree of Life where uh, the, one of the main characters, they're all main characters, but the dad goes, I wanted to be loved because I was great, a big man, but I'm nothing. I've missed the glory around me and that shows his son and his wife and just like, the store where they're walking by and right when he says I missed it and I wasn't focusing on your glory he's talking to God yeah so it's like wow because he's so, so focused on his glory well that, like the scene I'll set you more context he gets laid off that scene and he was like a huge um, aeronautic guy in like charge of a plant. big man yeah. you know I wanted to be loved because I was great a big man that's how I want to be loved God I want you to see me and respect me like that God but no, it's because like he, it's God never loves us for what we do, but for He loves us for who we are, and that's key. We can't do anything to merit His love. So, 
That's so good. I think that ties really well into a song by John Bellion called Stupid Deep. I love this song. Let's dive into it. So anyways, you mentioned, John, that he doesn't love us for what we do. He loves us for who we are. (laughs) And in John Bellion's song, the lyrics go, what if who I thought, hoped, hoped to be was always me and the love I thought to feel was always free. Yeah, like, he's so good. Super Christian, this album. So good. Here, let me let me feed it in. One second. Okay, um, here it is. Mm. What if who I hoped to be was always me? And the love I fought to feel was always It took me so long to, like, actually hear that. Yeah. What if all the things I've done, yeah. So good. Just attempts at earning love, yeah. Cause the hole inside my heart is stupid deep. Okay, well, we'll pause it right here. Stupid deep. <laughs> oh, the vibe, Bumping. baby. It's like a windpipe or something. No, it's... <laughs> It's just one man, John, yep. being crazy on a computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's yeah, let's break this song down. So first, scalpel. What? Let's like what, I think one thing like really important about songs is our first reaction to it. Yeah, right? and there's some songs that just hit us right away, like boom, three seconds in. I've right? heard that. Yeah. And then there's mm-hmm. other songs where you know you hear it and you're like, oh okay, and but then like after a few listens, it just hits you. Yeah, no, definitely. What was, like, we're all Bellion fans here. What was your initial reaction when you heard that song? Um, I can go first. Uh, I, I, hearing this single, I mean, he released this single before the album. Um, I think this kind of showed John, like, just kind of what kind of singer he is, you know? Just, like, his... Um, his tone and the way he's like talking and singing at the same time like he's like what if and then he sings I thought that was so interesting um, but the lyrics I, I always listen to the lyrics mm-hmm. I always do that's yep. the first thing that I listen to when I listen to a song and yeah the lyrics just hooked me I love the lyrics hmm. uh, it took me a while like you said Jake and that just might be uh, something that happens typically even with my favorite artists yeah, took a while to get into Isaacov's new album, but for this one, it was like at least a half dozen. Has <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that true moon chocolate milk, New York, <laughs> Tupac Shacker. <laughs> shout out Mishki. Um, shout out Mark Mishki. That was a nice run into your brother at the airport, Jake. Oh yeah, I was literally in line, like just me, in this one store talking yeah. to the customer relations guy and then this bozo comes in and just bozo it's my shoulder <laughs> out of the way i'm like what the whoa mark mishki wow well <laughs> we didn't listen mark i guess no we had a good time bozo. bozo the clown so we had a great time uh, we stayed in chicago together i love mark believe me no it took me a while to get into this song and then i actually what the catalyst was we were actually at ayd and I was, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I was freaking out in adoration. I was like, okay, God, like, thank you for all this. What do you want from me now? What can I do for you? Like, like I'm your servant, but I need to serve you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, you've made it. This is the person you wanted to be, isn't it? You didn't you want to be this kind of hero? It's like, get 
game over. <laughs> game over, baby. And I, I think we listened to that song that night. And I was like, oh, yeah. my so good. But yeah. I love the lyrics. Like, what if who... What, what is the lyric? What if who I wanted to be was always... What if who I hoped to be was always me? It's it's just like a... I think it's it's really similar to um, Human, you know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of the contradictory, ver- like, verses, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why... I just bought. I just spent four thousand on the Mark flies, but I'm yeah. so um, stressed about Terrified going broke. Going broke, you know. It's kind of the contradiction, but it's like the opposite, you know. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm me. I'm like I'm John Bellion. That's kind of what he's saying. He's like, mm-hmm. like the so interesting. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's so weird because the contradiction like um, kind of separates in um, human. And this contradiction, like, just um, unifies him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, what if who I wa- wanted to be was me? So I, I, I'm not separated. Yeah. I'm more of me. Do you guys understand that? I love I how, totally yeah, do. I echo that. And I, think, I love how countercultural the song is. Yeah. You know, you look at billboards and what's the average person supposed to have? Six pack, you know, super handsome, yeah. super jacked. And then, like, he's just saying, like, no, I'm just happy with who I am. So you know? good. And yeah. then uh, twofold, right? Oftentimes you don't think you're enough. You don't feel like you're worthy and you have to earn God's love. Yep. And sometimes that's like, oh, I got to change who I am so I can earn God's love. Like, I'm not doing yeah. enough. I'm not doing this. You know, our podcast only gets this amount of listens, whereas this other faith podcast gets this many. Like, oh, I must do better, you know? Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, I love you because I made you. Yeah. Right? And that love is free. We don't have yeah. to fight for it. We just have to accept it. Yeah, that's the next uh, sentence, right? After yeah. That. And the love I fought to feel was always free. Right. And yeah, it was just a thought about the first sentence is that when, you know, we have our ideal of who we want to be, right? And whether it's yeah. like an archetypical warrior, you want to be like this guy. For me, it was kind of like Aragorn. Like, who yeah. wouldn't want to be like that? You know, that's so, and that's so different in other the more you kind of strive towards that ideal. And as Burry says, the closer between what you have to do and what you want to do, the happier you'll be. Mm-hmm. The transitioning that into this, it's like the closer between who you want to be and who you are, the more you're God's boy. Well, one thing, and John, I'm happy you mentioned Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. What was that? that was so like Russian. Aragorn. <laughs> um, is because you will never live up to someone else because that's not you. Yeah. You will never live up to that standard. So as hard as you wanted to try mm-hmm. to be that stud from Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. you could never do it because that's not you. I love that. Right? That's, and no one could ever live up life, to who man. you are because that's you. Yeah. And that's so cool. That's that's Jordan Peterson. And then, and then John Belling is like, be you and that you'll hit the standard, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday than to someone else today. Yeah. Okay, should we pull in the... Is it the second verse coming up? The second verse? Yeah, let's pull that in. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play it right here. Ready? So cool. <laughs> That's so, dude. Just the contradiction is so good. Countercultural, man. So countercultural. I love it. And there's no, there's no chorus. This is the chorus. Yeah. 
It's that windpipe. Yeah. <laughs> Is the repeat? We could be the background singer. You can you can hear her sister in the background. Yeah. That's Belling's sister. Yeah. Which is intense Okay, I'll pause it right here. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> Dude, the, I, I, I love the chorus. I never realized that the um that there was no chorus. You know. Yeah. I think that's something that John Bellion does. Is that he he says he says everything in the verse, mm-hmm. and he's like the chorus. He the, he uses the chorus to um display his like you know musical yeah. skill. You know. Well, it also lets you reflect on what he said. It really does. You know, it's like a meditation time after receiving Eucharist <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, listen Seriously. to this instrumental. <laughs> it's so cool though. Yeah, so you hear that like angelic sounding voice in the background. That's his sister. Yeah. And John was talking about in one of these videos when he was making the video how like she's like the most talented singer like he's her yeah. biggest fan yeah and she's a nurse like she's not even like doing this professionally wow so cool my favorite part of that making a video is um, John Bellion's like he's like singing the harmony and then she sings it and then after she sings it he he has this blank look on his face and he's just like. Oh, like so <laughs> impressed. Like, yeah, so jacked. He's like, yeah, that's perfect. And he was so jacked. But okay, let's go over those lyrics. What was the lyrics for the second verse? Um, what if where I've tried to go was always here and the path I've tried to cut was always That clear. one gets me. Absolutely, dude. The it's path I've tried to cut was always, always yeah, clear. Yeah, because I feel like as a, as a Christian, you're always asking God, what is your will? And... It, it seems to be this far off, esoteric, unreachable thing. And then realistically, yeah. right now, God's will is that we're going to make this podcast right now in room 421. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's no path to I think, caught. John, you, you mentioned a good point without actually like explicitly stating it, but the path is the present. Yeah. Mm. Dude, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think, it, yeah, I'm certain it was Blessed John Henry Newman in one of his last orations, or maybe it was like one of his last homilies he dedicates it to god because he's dying he knew he was dying and he's like i know your path i want to see it but i'm sufficient with one footstep at a time Hmm. and that's what like that ever since then because i've always wanted to know god's will because it makes sense it's like all right cool you want these five-year plan five step i can do that in order but that's not how reality works well going back to when you were at adoration right at ayd you said all right god what next what Mm, next and he basically said to you bro chill <laughs> what you you're doing step. right mm-hmm. what you're doing that's what's next and my spiritual director too said like stop freak everyone tells me stop freaking out about this because it, <laughs> it's it's really it's intellectual it pride to control yeah and especially when, like when it comes to discernment or like wanting to know what, how to live your life there's no certainty absolute there's no certainty mm-hmm. so he's like think about it when you're taking when you're trying to hike a mountain because my spiritual director is huge into mountain hiking he's like you know you, you look there's a mountaintop. You got to get up there. Sometimes the most adventurous path is one that you don't necessarily um, know you're going to take. Yeah. So, you know, there's the certain trail right in the middle that most people take. But what if you go off to the side and you get lost? Well, hey, you know where to go and get back on the trail. And you actually know the desti- the final destination. It's like, don't worry. Have an adventure. That's God, the Father. So yeah. I was like, 
Just have go play ball, have an yeah, adventure. Yeah, go play ball. Baby. Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> Just joking. I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I I love his lyrics. They're so good. They're I, so good. You see, I'm curious to know because John, I've seen other like making up videos, and it, it seems like lyrics are the last thing to come for John. Like he makes the yeah. sound, and then he makes the but beat. Um, yeah, I've watched all of those videos. I actually want to. Um, feed in one of his his rants that he goes on in the beginning of one of his um well we'll feed it in um when he's making money right here i'll i'll play it um at the end that'll be like our closing um but yeah i think um he goes different ways i think sometimes he writes lyrics sometimes he writes songs and he's just such a genius that you just don't know what's going on in his head Mm. you really don't like um a couple of the videos, like um, Black Keys is in the room, and he's like, John has been playing this loop for four hours, and I guarantee when he gets off, he'll have the whole song done, and he'll tell me about it. <laughs> it's so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, he, he's wrote other songs for other artists, like um, mm-hmm. The Monster. Rihanna, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't ask Rihanna if the pen game's crazy. Yeah. That's one of his lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what was the line in... Um, his one of his new um one of the songs on the new album he's like oh christina took one of his lyrics but um beyonce wanted it so he's like oh go ask beyonce if she still likes me you know just so funny he's <laughs> yeah because so he had to talented. say no to beyonce yeah he said yes to christina. Oh, what song is that oh whatever which christina um it's christina aguilera what she's still singing i don't know <laughs> She needs John to make him, yeah, make him songs. So if Beyonce, gosh, yeah, she's not that queen. No, she is to be. I, I don't, I don't know if we I'm should. Sorry, our Beyonce listeners, but like, yeah, she's human being. She's human. <laughs> she's human. Should we finish out the song? Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's so. play it through. Oh, oh, actually, when we listen to the end of the song, um, in the making of video, he mentions how the end of the song is when he's screaming and yelling, you hear his voice crack and you hear the humanness of his voice. Um, He said, he voices over and he's like, that's the first time that I um, have sung. That's the, he felt like that was the first time he sung because he sang, he sang it perfectly. um, And then he deleted it because he didn't want to patch it up because he had to go home. So he recorded on Wednesday, had to go home and come back Friday so he sang it perfectly, but only sang half of it, the outro. And so he deleted it. And so then he was trying to sing it like perfectly, like he did, um, but he just couldn't get there. And he was so mad. He was dropping so many F-bombs and stuff. And, um, and then you hear the outro. And it is just, it, it gives me chills every time. Are I we going to hear it right now? Yeah, yeah, we're going to hear it right now. Okay, mm. I'll, I'll feed it in right. Okay, here it is. You just hear him scream like, "What about the things I've done?" Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, 
There's like a little voice crack in there. He just, <laughs> he just like, so I can raw. picture it. I'm I can just raw. visualize him yeah. like punching the mic with his voice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's just like going at it. Oh, that's so good. It makes me think of like a child would rather have their father sing them to bed than like some professional artist. Yeah. You know, because there's that authenticity to it. Yeah, you can just hear the authenticity. And I'd rather hear that than some perfected, auto-tuned, you know. Yeah, passion is yeah. attractive. Yeah. So much passion. I do like T-Pain, though. <laughs> I'm not going to throw shit at Post you. Post <laughs> The greatest love song <laughs> ever heard in life. But John's, John Bellion's in it, like a league of his own. I he try is. to describe his music. I'm like, nope. You can't. Yeah, he, he said, he goes, I don't want this song to sound like a radio song. Yeah. I just want it to sound like oh. a song. We we have to dissect more of his songs because we should listen to, um, we should do um, Adult Swim. Dude, he mentioned um, Hannibal, remember? Hannibal, yeah. When, are we casted on that? Yeah. He, he goes through every song on Adult Swim and chirps them and goes through it. And his whole rap and Twarmy. Yeah, Hannibal Burris. He like he like calls out Hannibal. It's so funny, but they all just they all intertwine. And Tuami, he's the um the the guy that made the beat, and he's um he's switching it up on John, and it's kind of like a freestyle type rap. It's I so usually good. skip that one. Can you explain? So he sh- he chirps Hannibal. It's Burris. called a, it's called Adult Swim, yeah, and he kind of he mentions every single like show on Adult Swim really? in his raps, oh but gosh. he's still rapping about something. But then he's like. He just he just would like mention Hannibal. Weird. Let's explain what uh, Adult Swim is to some people. Might not yeah, know. it's that show. It's the Cartoon Network, it's, yeah. like late night. It's channel forty three that I used to know, but it's it's <laughs> oh, Cartoon yeah. Network uh, for like adults basically, and it has stuff like Rick and Morty, yeah, Eric Andre that I know of, and yeah, um, he mentions all of those. Tim and Eric is a really funny one. I think there are some pretty funny, uh, like Family Guy used to be on there when we were younger. Stuff yeah. like uh, Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. But you can just hear John's flow. And he, they change it up, and so it's just him rapping. I love John rapping. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of the new thing that he's doing. And at the end, it's he, um, one of the lines. It's like, um, it's all because of. And then um, this song, I forget. It's like a gospel singer, and she sings like Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Adult Swim. Yeah, I was that's Adult for Swim. That one. Yeah, I'd it's like the Jesus. end of it. It's so <laughs> that's good. Pretty good, I, but. Dude, it's dude. It's been twenty nine minutes, so it's a it's a lengthy cast. This cast has been twenty nine minutes. Yeah, it's, we're we're hitting twenty nine. I like that. You All like right. it? Like it. Should we move on to another song, or yeah. should we save it? Or I think uh, I think Hercules is. Yeah, let's do Hercules. In. Let's do that. Let's do let's Hercules, do and then maybe cut it there. And then yeah, I like. I, I love think we can. This. Let's do like a series on. Yeah, this. hey guys, yeah, uh, listeners, let us know Come on. if you guys like this. Um, I think. We could start like a segment. We can do songs with the sons, and Ooh. we could just we could do it like instead of banter. Trademark that. You know, songs with the sons. We dissect one song like every other podcast, and then we go into a cast. Yeah, dude, that would that would bring me a lot of happiness. I think that would be fun because, dude, this brings me so much life talking yeah, about dude. this stuff. I literally want to stop it and listen to our cast. I know. <laughs> I do <laughs> okay, too, let's actually. get to it. Okay, um, Hercules. Okay, Hercules. so just to get a little backside, uh, we did this because. Jacob really wanted to get some more depth and kind of like an exegetical approach to the life we're trying to live with the songs that really animate what we do. And so we brought three songs today, but we're going to postpone Sean's apparently with stuff that 
we just want to like bring to our viewers because this is the stuff that we're dealing with in our interior lives, and these songs are they, they played pivotal roles in our spiritual, physical, yeah. mental lives. So my song that I've loved since like sixth grade, but really since I've seen the movies from Hercules, the Disney Hercules movie, Go the Distance. So let's feed it in. Let's Ready? Feed it. Here it is. Beautiful. Nice little piano. Yeah. I have often dreamed of a far off place where a great warm welcome will be waiting for me. Mm. Where the crowds will cheer when they see my face. And a voice keeps saying, This is where I'm meant to be. I will find my way. I can go the distance. I'll be there someday. If I can be strong, I know every mile. John is mouthing. We need video. He's getting pretty next one. Yeah. I would go most anywhere to feel like I belong. So good. Should we pause it here? Pause it, baby. Okay, baby. I can go the distance. Yeah, just for you guys know, <laughs> Jacob thought this song was from Aladdin. <laughs> I can show you the world. No. No. No, Jake. <laughs> no, okay, so this song really appealed to me as a youngster and as an oldster now just because like, it's it's such... I've, I've always wanted to be a hero, and that's exactly yeah. what um, is going through the heart of Hercules, this actual hero that we know. And we, we can see him as a young man here, not, as Jacob said, before the steroids kicked in. <laughs> and, like, going back to... I'm so glad we, we've talked about what we've done. This is providential because is. he wants recognition. He wants intimacy. And what we find out from this whole movie, from this hero's journey in portrayed through um, Hercules, is that the man he's always wanted to be is himself. Yeah. So back to John's, John Bellion's point of that. Like the road you're on is the wrong is it's the right road for you. It's mm-hmm. not the wrong road. Um, all these these crowds that he wants. I'll, I'll hit on that later. Actually, that'll be point two. But he says, "I will find my way if I can be strong. I know every mile will be worth my while." And that is the key. It's that knowing that every path, every step you take, even if it's a really crappy one, mm-hmm. and that you think like it, it's devoid of meaning. Oh my gosh, that's exactly where we want to be. Because it, it'll lead to the strength of Hercules, the strength of you as a hero. And the second point is that when he's talking about a far-off place where a hero's welcome would be waiting for him and the crowds would cheer when they see his face, in the story, he means Olympus. He means his father's house, and he means heaven. And like for us yeah. as Christians, I mean, like mm. you, you might want to say, like, oh, I, I pine for heaven. I want, uh, like, I can't wait to die and go see Jesus. But really, as we know from watching the movie, Hercules, he finds, he, he actually rejects that. He, he chooses his mortality and he goes back down to earth, back to Thebes, I think, where the, the people, the relationships, the intimacy, the recognition he's always wanted is, it's always been there for him. And that blows my mind in my life too because, oh, I want to go somewhere else. I want where people will love me. Yeah. And then I turn around and I'm at St. Thomas and I'm like, I have my best friends <laughs> and people who love me intimately and recognize me. It's like it, the whole thing going way back don't worry about this path. Stay right where yeah. you are. It's like you want to be somewhere else, but you fail to see that what you're desiring is actually where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's a great so song good. too. Yeah. Beautiful. Should we keep going? Yeah, let's keep playing. Okay, here. here. Hercules, there's something your mother and I have been meaning to to tell you. <laughs> good part what of the movie here. Then where did I come from? Why was I left here? This was around your neck when we found you. It's the symbol of the gods. It's kind of like revealing his identity. Don't you see, man? Maybe they have the answers. I'll go to the temple of Zeus and... Mom. Pop. You're the greatest parents anyone could have, but... Wow. I haven't seen this movie. You guys should all watch Hercules. I know. It's been a while. I'm, I'm just so struck and like moved by that piece of art because mm-hmm. two things just from that second half is that he received getting back to like the real principle uh, we learned this through like some discernment is that it's R I M relationship identity mission and, and Eric talked about that last time but you can see it displayed in this hero's journey here with his relationship of his yeah. earthly parents and they give him literally give him his identity right mm-hmm. you think of that as like later on in the movie or in the typical, like the archetypical hero's journey where he's bequeathed his like title and his yeah. identity. And then he goes off on his mission. And what is his mission? His first stop is going to his father's house. Mm-hmm. And for us as like men, as Catholics, as human beings, that means once we receive our identity, we have to go straight to the heart of the father and right where like, that's where the mission starts. Yeah. Ground one. And then he goes and he trains and he goes back, but he's ultimately searching for that, um, that deep intimacy and recognition and, uh, like affirmation that only comes from father. Yeah. Um, I know every mile will be worth my while. That's pretty awesome mm-hmm. because it's like the journey oftentimes, that's like where we really remember it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, when you're really searching after something like incredible, something like purposeful, it's that journey that brings yeah. you so much life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was Bellion in one of his other videos, I think it was preoccupied is that, he went on, he loved, I love these rants, but he's just like, <laughs> I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I yes. get um, like my million dollars or when I was in high school and my friends would like what I was making or when these things were happening. But it, you look back and you're like, actually, that made me happy. Yeah. And that made me happy. I don't want that. That's like, and that's, it's a huge distinction that we made between achievement and receivement is that when you receive things, you are automatically disposed to be grateful for them versus the sin is real, man. Like when you're prideful and you're greed, when you're greedy, those things actually hurt you as a person. Uh-huh. And I think if they're not rooted in Christ, they're going to just lead to emptiness. So if the, what the we're striving yeah. for, you know, our final destination is something good in Jesus, then we'll be happy. But when it's something not, 
We're just going to find more emptiness and then go off searching again. I love that. I love that song so much. Yeah. If I'm ever having a rough day, just toss it on. Like, you know what? Every... It makes it worth it, you know? It's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what... For what what I think about it is just... um, Yeah, just the journey is... Will be worth its while no matter what, you know? And... Yeah, just the struggle and the fight and the the sweat and the tears that it's it's all a part of this life, you know? We're only given like so many hours on this earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's foolish to think that heaven is the end, you know? I don't no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, that, that, <laughs> it, but it, it is the end, but it's foolish really, to think that's yeah. the like that's the only I, thing. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I, you can't I'm, I'm you can't divorce yourself from like an <laughs> earthly life. You have yeah. to live it with your flesh. You do have to, mm. And it's like a yeah. form of Gnosticism to say, oh, I only want spirit, man. Yeah. I'm a mannequin yeah. now. Well, to echo the words of Paul, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So either way, you're doing good for his kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But what Sean, I, I like that because like I, you get a lot of Christians who just would like look at suffering and they're like, oh, don't worry. At least you'll be a saint. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. say that to another person and uh-huh. like expect them to be like, yep, you're right. You're right. And then like the flip side, is that, flip side of that is that if you try to negate suffering, you get actually like why we started this. A lot of the bodybuilders and like workout motivators were like, ignore pain, ignore suffering, yeah. strive for good. And wake up at 2 a.m. And 0 a.m. <laughs> 0 a.m. And all, all of a sudden, you're not living a human life anymore. You're a robot and a slave to your own yeah. uh, image. And like I've lived like that, and it's horrifically empty. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, like what he's talking about, what you're talking about, Sean, is that journey is full. The human life, the abundant life God gives us is full of yeah. m- sorrow and misery and joy. And that's life. And that's life. I think, okay, so what I was trying to say was, um, yeah, just, just what you said and, and more of like, have we, have you guys ever had those experiences where like whole spiritual experiences where you're like, I just want to die, you know, I just want to die and yeah. be in heaven, yeah. you know? And that's so interesting because like, that's us wanting heaven and that's great. But, but God, if, if God wants us to be in heaven, he'll take us, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, we're on this earth. I'm breathing my next breath right now because God, God willed it, you yeah. know? And I'm continually to live on this earth because God wills, wills it, you know? Exactly. And he wants us to enjoy this life. Right. And, and getting back to that sort of weird uh, separation between God's will and reality, it's, it's no, he wants it like this, and it's not all... Uh, prosperity gospel it's not all Uh cookies and rainbows it's the fact well god himself died probably one of the most painful deaths i've ever anyone can conceive of yeah you can't just say look life is pretty or life is all crap you need to find that happy meaning which is nothing except um, united with christ that's why we unite our sufferings with christ and that's why for us to actually be heroes that's how we do it we Mm -hmm. go right to the heart of the father which is through the son in the hs yeah, and it's interesting how I've, I haven't seen the movie, but it's kind of like a classic hero's journey where they, they start figuring out that they have all these powers, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's son. It's literally the archetypical yeah. journey. Like Hercules it's like, is oh, the guy. son, like, uh, we, we meant to tell you that you're, you're part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were watching. You're part God, and he's like, <laughs> oh, what? No yeah. way, you know? Yeah, we were watching that video on YouTube just before making this podcast, and like, well, son... 
You're ac- you're actually Zeus you're adopted. From, you're a god. Sorry, <laughs> but Enjoy. it's just I think that's interesting because, um, uh, being Christians, we're we're first baptized, you know, and we come. We don't know who God is. We don't know who He is as a Father, but we just kind of believe it, you know. And we start finding out more about ourselves, and then when it clicks, we're able to relate everything that happened to us in the past to God, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I heard something about this. Uh, yeah, it's it's God's plan and His tapestry and His um, his his whole planet. It's His love story, right? Yeah. And Brennan told me about this. He said, being bored is actually um, divorcing yourself from... He called it being bored is actually isolation of experience because you're you're divorcing yourself from the from God's narrative and from other people, and you're like isolated and alone. And did I mention this in the last podcast? No, no maybe I don't think so. Okay, yeah, it was. It's kind of struck me because like a lot of times, if it's just us kind of dicking around, having fun, shooting the shiza, um, I'm not bored yeah. because it's part of God's plan to have that fellowship. But if even if I'm with people and I'm isolating myself, and that's like the root of sin is being alone in that experience, not even like isolating yourself from God, then you're bored. Yeah. Then you're like, this has no meaning. And I want to I want to touch back on the, our past. And um, I heard this in my Cath class yesterday, Catholic Studies class, and I was initially thrown off by it. And it was when you meet God, He changes your past. And I was like, well, I, I, my past is pretty much set in stone. Like what's done is done. But when we expanded on it, it's wow. because God changes how you see your past, and you see it through oh, new that's eyes. So cool. That's like Augustine's Confessions, right? Yeah. He goes back like meticulously through every aspect of his life. He went back to the fact that he like watched a spider weave its web, and it's like that was a sin because I did it because I was bored and I didn't want to do my other homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he goes back and like he he thinks about stealing pears, and he's like, no, that was that was the root of sin. And it's so cool. But then you go back and like he had all these weird and horror like in the eyes of the church, you know, these sexual experiences, we can do this or with our own life when we actually give into like carnal sin mm-hmm. or selfish sin. You look back and like, actually, that's when God, Jesus touched me the most. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, oh, I love that. Because, uh, yeah. it, because we, we're our own teachers, you know, because mm-hmm. only we know our thoughts, you know, like, but I think I had my major conversion um, end of freshman year. And I was able to look back like on high school, middle school and kind of just see who I was. And I was able to kind of like learn more about like what my internal desires are, you know, and what I struggle with and what like my addictions were, you know, and I was able to learn more about my sin, you know, Mm -hmm. but it, oh, I love that. Yeah. And you look back in those times, like I feel like you and I are very similar in the fact that we isolated ourselves in high school and like that was just out of like a desire to be known. And you can think of God the Father to be like, I'm here. Look back now and say, like, I was there. Yeah. I was there and you're suffering on the cross. I was there. But John, um, this is so cool. But we, like you and I were very deep people. We mm-hmm. desire deep. But oh, like me being in high school and middle school, I was in such sin and denial and loneliness mm-hmm. that like the devil was just able to just cloud everything and prevent me from being deep, prevent me not like prevent me from not seeing these opportunities yeah. to go deep. And then once I had my um, like kind of semi conversion, 
I was able to recognize what I wanted. Like I want deepness. I want authenticity. I want love. And then I went after it, you know, and it's, oh, that's so cool. Dude, life makes so much sense because like from a a theological standpoint, that's when we encounter God, right? That's the divinity from a psychological standpoint. That's the other thing. Like you become aware, self-conscious, all these things intertwine. And it's just, it's Mm -hmm. the story of love. It's the book of love. Yeah. And I love what you're saying about like being clouded and, um, well, my brain didn't find exactly what I wanted to say, but just we went over what we actually just said. And I, I think um, that it, what your, one of your favorite phrases, Jake, is when man most fully alive. Um, when, man, when man most is in line with Christ, he's most fully alive. Or Something like that. The glory of God is man, yeah, oh, the f- man fully alive. <laughs> San Arrhenius. Yes, yes. Glory yes. of God. And th- like, that's true. And if we think about it, God's glory is actually when we are being the most ourselves and exactly Mm -hmm. playing off of what your experience was, Sean, is that when you weren't yourself and you thought you were you in sin, that's who you, people told you 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 thought you were, the enemy told you you were, that was the exact opposite of who you are because you were this man and you were on, but it just, you had to go through that time. Uh And that's how you glorify God is by being you and being that hero, whether it's male, female, son, Know your journey, you know, Mm -hmm. know that you're on a journey. Yeah. Well, sweet. Um, we really just wanted to do this podcast because we all love music. Yeah. Um, especially the three of us. And there's just so much in music. It's really just the soul speaking. And we just wanted to highlight two two songs that really stood out to us and that we can get a lot from. So we want to close right now with a little excerpt from John Bellion and uh, just to kind of lead us out of here with some thought in mind, but um, if there's any takeaways from this podcast, it's be you, embrace your journey, and heck, enjoy the journey. <laughs> yeah, so the, like this um, this rant that he, John goes on is uh, he, he's telling everyone why he makes music. So he, um, I remember watching this and I was like, that's me. I want to be that person, you know? <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, this is Sean. But you're you, Sean. I'm, I'm me. <laughs> the person that I always wanted to be was always me. And this is John. And this is Jacob. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy. Mm. It's about the next kid. It's about the kid who's 11 years old right now who hears this and gets in on the the ground floor of my career and sees what I'm doing and hopefully I could be a light to shine and somebody that says, yo, he's a creative dude and he does what he wants and he's very good at it because he cares about the craft. All the people that we've chosen to surround ourselves with and whatnot, we care about the craft of music making. Not like, give me a subpar beat, give me a sub, uh, make sure that the verse is really dope, but this, the beat's subpar, or the beat's retarded and the lyrics is eh, because we just want to make sure it's a hit because the beat's crazy. No. Every aspect, every facet can be analyzed and, and, and sat down with somebody who's, the people who listen to music, the people who listen to music, this is who, that's who you create for, that's who I create for, that's who we all create for.